Today on Locked On, Rockies, Atlanta, they're really good. Colorado, not so much. Plus, absolutely unacceptable behavior by the fans. You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rock on Rockies fans, welcome into the Locked on Rockies podcast for today, the 29th day of August in the year 2023. I am your host of the Locked on Rockies podcast, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked on Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. If your team is the Colorado Rockies, well, guess what? You're in the right spot because that's what we do around here each and every day is talk Rockies baseball with you, the fans. You can check us out on our YouTube channel. Drop your Rockies hot takes in the comments below. Let us know what you think about the uh, the Colorado Rockies, what's going on with the Rockies, and all sorts of good things. You can also find us on SiriusXM and the SiriusXM app. You can also, of course, find us free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you can win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And uh, today, we're going to talk about the machine. That is the Atlanta Braves, how basically the Braves would be considered a dream scenario for Colorado. And uh, we'll also talk about unacceptable fan behavior. And, hey, a highlight from last night and something we've seen before. It is Ryan McMahon's ability to hit balls really, really hard and really, really far. Hunter Goodman, also another good night there yesterday as well. Talk a little bit about that coming up on today's episode. But, you know, last night's game was one that started setting up exactly like the other games had set up. They are in it, right? They're going toe-to-toe with... I'm th- at this point, out of all the teams that we've seen, at least from a Rockies fan perspective, Atlanta's got to be the best team in baseball. I, I-, I mean, they- every single person in that lineup can hit. They have strong pitching. They're a machine. Uh, and the Rockies, until the back half of the ball game, were doing a pretty good job negating uh, Atlanta's advances and attacks. But this is a team that in the back half of a game alone scored seven runs, had 18 hits overall, actually more than seven runs, my apologies, uh, 12 runs in the back half of this ball game. Uh, you know, certainly in duplicated the amount of hits they had. The Rockies had half the hits but 10 less runs. It, the Braves just do everything efficiently. They take good at bats. They take they steal bases. They're aggressive. They hit for power. Two home runs in the game last night. One coming from I don't know, man. There there there's a there's an argument to be made for anybody. Mookie's right up there as well, but Ronald Acuña Jr. is such a such an X factor. Such a dominant force. So good at every aspect of the game that guy a 30 60 year 30 home runs 60 stolen bases man you're spoiled 
to be a Braves fan. Absolutely spoiled. The riches run so deep in there. The program has run so well. The consistent winning and winning performances, there's just, it's just simply a machine. And from the Rockies, again, it's like, I, I, and, and and this is this is um, ignorance on my side, full full front. But what has happened in Atlanta over the past thirty years? You know, I'm, I'm just putting everything in the in the in the context in the terms of the Rockies' existence. How do the Rockies sit and look at these other teams? Look at the success they have. Look at the sustained success they have, and not embrace. More change. This is what's so weird about sports ownership and the way teams are run and managed and the philosophies and everything about how this team approaches the game of baseball. It just seems so different. I mean, it just, I mean, Atlanta's been good my entire life. And my entire life basically spans the existence of the Colorado Rockies. Very few times has Atlanta not been able to to quickly turn things around, only have small windows of bad to losing baseball, and are constantly winning divisions. I I, I do like the way the Rockies are handling the, this stretch, and I do understand that this Rockies team is in a much different spot than the Braves, but it just, have the Braves ever been in the spot that the Rockies are in? It certainly has never felt like it, and if it has happened, it hasn't been very often. I don't have all my winning percentages and up and everything like I did for our Orioles episode, so my point is, my thoughts are, just continue to circle back at there are certain teams that are so efficient at running their team and managing and performance and consistency that when they match up, it just looks like an overwhelming show of force. It, it, it feels Atlanta feels just like the Dodgers in the sense that these teams just seem to outmatch the Rockies in every single capacity, which they do statistically and wins and everything. But what is it about how Atlanta, what is it about how Atlanta runs and functions that makes them so efficient? Why? And, and I think we can point to things of the past and the, and the, and the holding on to veteran players, not putting money in the right way. I mean, the X, Y, Z, but isn't it's just so fascinating to me for for as a as a team that has done a lot of losing throughout most of its its life. What is it about Atlanta? Is it longevity? Is it the nose to the grindstone approach that you hear about all the time on the broadcast and 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 that stuff about the old? They're kind of old school. Is it an old school way that 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 maintains that success? I just think it's some teams know how and embrace what it takes to win. The Rockies, on the other hand, they might believe they know how to win, but it's will they follow through to get there, and do they have the full understanding? There's a lot, I and mean, when I talk to some people, it's a, it's, it's a lot of idea of the Rockies have been lucky. And, if, and the Rockies are 
incredibly lucky for 2007. It kind of salvages a lot of the Rockies' narrative, at least a World Series appearance, and then you get to have your back-to-back playoff years. So there are some, at least some things that keep you afloat. But that's not enough. The perception of the Rockies is not good. I just wonder if the Rockies just... And, the, and Dick Momfort and the entire front office have a lot of learning to do. And it all stems with it being the Momfort Buddies Club. And for people with close ties to the, within the Rockies to do so. And when I look at a team like Atlanta, maybe they don't do a lot of growing out and grabbing the, uh, you know, some, of the, some of the big names out there. But they have embraced and changed with baseball through different iterations of it. Crazy offense, steroid era, '90s ball era, and 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 the way ba- you know base stealing and such, have, and, and before and the different era of the game, and then the three true outcomes version of the game. Atlanta has always been there, and it's highlighted by the fact that they know how to go out and get players like Acuna Jr., who's arguably the best player, not named healthy Shohei Otani, in baseball. I mean, the guy does everything on top of stealing 60 bats. He's going to crush that. I mean, if he gets hot enough, is, is, is a 40-70 really out of the question for Ronald Acuna Jr.? I mean, this series might give him a big enough boost, a, a, enough of a jump. When I watch these two teams, it's just a reminder of how far the Rockies have to come and go and change to be a team like the Braves because I have I, I can't even fathom what a stretch like that for the Rockies would look like because it's never happened and there's no indication that it's going to happen. Let's talk about uh, some of the nut bar behavior that was going on uh, in the game yesterday and some unacceptable fan behavior that just is it, – it just – it's just flat out stupid, honestly. And then as it goes on and, and just everything about it, it's just so frustrating. And it takes away the story, unfortunately, shifts away from Acuna's performance to what happened with those fans. And uh, I want to talk about that coming up next here in segment number two. But hey, maybe you want to bet on Acuna to do some damage against the Rockies and you're counting on your fantasy knowledge. Well, Sleeper's got you covered here when you want to play some daily fantasy. All you got to do is select two or more players that you like and select more or less on their stat categories like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right and you can win big. All you can swing for the fences with Sleeper and get 100 times your payout. And that includes the dynamic payouts. And with those dynamic payouts, that means there's more stat categories to place contests on. You can get higher payouts than other apps with less picks. Use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. 
This is the Locked On Rockies podcast. We're free and streaming on your favorite streaming service, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. Check us out also on SiriusXM and the SiriusXM app alongside your Colorado Rockies play-by-play coverage. And the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel has the video podcast. You can see my smiling face. Let us know what's going on in your mind in the world of Rockies baseball in the comments and such. We're going to read some comments probably later this week here as we go through some Rocky storylines and recap things as we are approaching the final month of the season, which is absolutely crazy to say. And um, anyway, yesterday you probably heard and saw the shenanigans that happened with the two fans running at and in. I don't know, embracing or hugging or some people say attacking or whatever, but it sounds like they wanted to take a picture, the classic thing of running out. And This isn't the first time that we've seen people go out and try to take pictures especially. And just get over yourselves. I mean, straight up, like, you can have your qualms with uh, with how security handled things, but they were on them pretty quick. And they obviously looked for the right moment, scoped it out. It's all planned. And obviously they are people that don't care about the game. They don't care about the stadium. They don't care about the experience. Because let's be real, if you're doing that in a state where you're not just, you know, pissed drunk and running around because you're, you know, you don't know what's going on and you're that type of person making it, uh, you know, you're someone that's knowingly going to do that and get kicked out of a ballpark for life. And in that instance, making contact with one of the biggest names in the game, there's a good chance those dudes don't ever step foot in a baseball park ever again. They're going to know, they're going to find out who they are. They're going to know that they are going to make sure that you, that, that you don't, aren't able to experience baseball in person again because of your moment. And they got their pictures and then, you know, I know their names and stuff aren't out there, but the videos are out there. So there's, there's video. They always will have that story. And to them, that's probably worth it. But to me, it's selfish. It's childish. It makes a mockery of just respecting public spaces and public figures and public events listen they're the they're the rules guess what you gotta follow them if even if you don't like it or whatever them's the rules you're not above them and now you get to run out and i guarantee you he's got a selfie video running out of the field instagram i'm on the field what's up blah 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 i'm killing it getting tackled. I'm sure he yelled some stuff. I'm, you know, he got it. He got that adrenaline, that moment. He did it. But at the end of the day, it's just examples of youth, of people, of fans thinking they're above everything else. They're above the rules. They're above the decorum that's set as a fan. And they think that they're above it. They think they're better than it. And then they think they can do what they want. And they'll just deal with the, they know that there's repercussions. You don't do that stuff without knowing the repercussions, but they don't care. It's a weird fan entitlement that I just can't stand. 
you're not entitled to to be able to run on the field and 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 try to take pictures with people. That no one wants that anyway. No one would want any of you to run up and and grab them to take a picture with. Let alone the amount of value and money that and everything that's invested in what's going on. You think you're better than all of that by doing that. And it's just disappointing. And it's not just people on the field in baseball. We saw it, uh, you know, when when sports returned, especially after the pandemic. Fan behavior just like that is just straight up unacceptable. And it, and it's uh, it's it's hysterically laughable. What's cool about it? It's a cool, you know. Let me rewind. It's a cool story. You got on, you did that. But at the end of the day, like, isn't it just kind of one you look at and you're like, okay, like you 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 did that for whatever reason. It just doesn't really seem to. I just don't. I just have a, an issue, and it just seems like, oh, it, just because you're a fan, there's some sort of an entitlement thing or whatever. And it's just a, a total lack of respect for professionals in their in their industry and in their craft, and just a lack for people or a respect for a person. Just run up, ask for a picture. I know it's the pub, you know, it's it's a public figure, but I don't know. It, it just takes away from the fact that Ronald Acuna went to Coors Field and just put on an absolute show. That's unfortunately what we, you know, we're, we're, we're talking more about that incident than the fact that Acuna absolutely killed the Rockies yesterday and is on pace for one of the most impressive seasons we've seen in a long time. Acuna four for five with five RBI and a walk yesterday with a home run. <laughs> That's just every day for Ronald Acuna Jr., who uh, this year is uh, batting 335 with 29 home runs. He's uh, scored 119 times, driven in 79 runs. Uh, that's 79 RBI with 61 stolen bases, an OBP of 418, a slugging of 572, and an OPS of 989, and an OPS plus of 1.64. That's courtesy of Baseball Reference. That's good for a 6.6 wins above replacement for Ronald Acuna Jr. <laughs> oh my gosh. I he's going to hit a home run tonight. Absolutely. He's getting 30 tonight. He's I he's going he's going for a home run and he's going for a stolen base. Without a doubt. He's going to feast this series. He, he already did, but he ain't cooling off. <laughs> That's for sure. Man, uh, it is just, he is a, uh, you just, you just can't even, uh, you can't even understate, man. Like that guy was on the Rockies. I mean, that's a dream type of guy for the Rockies, man. Power hitter, crushing balls, plays good defense, steals bases. Sheesh. Could only dream, man. Could only dream of Ronald Acuna. And he's only 25. Only 25. Sheesh, man. He is going to be good for a long, long time. Has not slowed down one bit from the, uh, from that rookie of the year year uh, for, for him. Man, on, on pace for a career year for him. And, and just entering the peak of what he's going to do. So we'll see what he does against the Rockies here. Uh, let's 
talk Rockies positive. Let's talk about one thing that I really appreciate about Ryan McMahon, and that is his power. We'll also talk about uh, Hunter Goodman yet again and his impact on the game last night. Let's, uh, let's do that coming up in segment number three. This is the Locked on Rockies podcast, free and streaming on your favorite streaming service, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked on Podcast Network, the Sirius XM app and Sirius XM radio. You can search Locked on Rockies. You can also find all your play-by-play action there, and you can find us on the Locked on Rockies YouTube channel. All right, folks, uh, you know, Rockies yet again up until the back half of that ball game yesterday. We're in that one. Austin Gomber leaving with, uh, I believe, uh, something with his back was up yesterday uh, and was pulled from the game. Let me double check on that. Uh, yeah, he is indeed. He was injured there, dealing with the the back soreness after exiting that start uh, uh, start early. But um, Gomber said after the game, I wouldn't say I'm worried. I don't feel specifically worse than I felt the past couple of weeks. So this has been going on for like a month basically. Uh, so uh, unfortunately, Austin Gomber's streak of being the the healthy Rocky starter has uh, come to an end this year. And uh, the Rockies will have to navigate uh, that if he is unable to make his next start. But again, uh, I mean, you got to have people pitch, I suppose. But uh, at this point, it's just you got to be you got to make sure everyone's healthy for next year. And uh, having Gomber tweak something and rushing him back ain't going to work. But it's also tough when you don't have a lot of depth to navigate that. But sounds like the Rockies might be getting some reinforcements soon from the injured list. Uh, We got some reports or some updates during the game yesterday. But uh, anyway, that is uh, your Gomber update. One cool thing that happened in the game yesterday was uh, Ryan McMahon hitting a ball 474 feet. When Ryan McMahon connects with a baseball, that dude, he really has such a pretty swing. He, he, I, if it wasn't scarred by so many, the amount of times I've seen him strike out in my, in my days, I would be uh, more encouraged. I, I would feel just more pumped up. Because man, when 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 he's when he's in the groove, when when we see the good Rymac, he's a guy that the swing is working, the approach is working, everything is working for him, and it really shines because that guy can hit balls far. I mean, 474 feet is an absolute moonshot, and we've seen him flex the power a few times. It's definitely something that uh, we'd love to see more of and more more consistently, but. He's someone that provides a lot of power from that left-handed uh, left-handed spot, and he and he has been ha- helping out with the power here, uh, at least a little bit. Not it's 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 not the flashiest, but he has been able to uh, get some of these uh, slugging numbers up and such right now. Currently batting uh, slugging 464, an OPS of 800, an OPS plus of 104. 22 homers on the season for Ryan McMahon as well, driving in 67 runs for the Rockies so certainly a uh, uh the, the the power is there for Rymac but it just kind of goes with everything with some of those inconsistencies but one of the things I love about Ryan McMahon's game is when his swing is in order and when he is out there clobbering baseballs because he absolutely can 
and does makes for a uh, a good time and always something that you can appreciate there, especially as uh, you know Coors Field uh, can can give you those type of ones. But this ball, I mean, just absolutely hammered uh, with with a no doubter off the bat. Really feels like a uh, a seamless seamless type of swing there. I'd love for the Rockies to start hitting multi-run home runs, uh, but we uh, do like to see that the Rockies have been uh, leaving the yard a bit here for uh, as of late and, and and having some big home runs in some moments here. Uh, also, Hunter Goodman, two hits against a good team. You know, what? Uh, it might just be first looks through. It might be whatever, but Hunter Goodman coming up and continuing to do what he does, which is hit at the major league level uh, so far against a couple of good teams. Great, great sign and a great, great start. We'll see uh, how long that lasts and if the Rocky, how long the Rockies will stick with Goodman as uh, they continue to navigate the rest of the season. But Really, really great to see and really, really encouraging uh, for him to be able to come up and be confident in the dish and be able to uh, to get a couple of hits. I, I think that's huge when you're coming up and making your debut to to make a splash, to make an impact, to to get those hits and get that get those uh, early first milestones out of the way, because that's the last factor you need to prove yourself that you can do it at the major league level. Right. I mean, there's nothing that he's hit in every other league now. In his first couple of opportunities, lots more baseball ahead of him, of course. He's been able to hit Major League pitching as well. So that's got to feel good and be a big moment for him. Rockies try to uh, right the ship and get to win number 50 on the year tonight against Atlanta. Six for 44. First pitch. That 40 was doing a lot of work there with that. that uh, uh, my pronunciation. Uh, there, but uh, that will be coming your way tonight. On the bump for the Rockies is Peter Lambert. He's taking on Charlie Morton here as uh, the Rockies look to set some positive vibes at home. Uh, that will do it for today's episode of Locked on Rockies. Thank you all so much for tuning in and joining us for another episode of Locked on Rockies. We are on your favorite streaming services. We are on SiriusXM, and we're on YouTube. Just search Locked on Rockies. You can make Locked on Buffs, Locked on Broncos, Locked on Avalanche, and Locked on Nuggets your second listen of the day. Check them out as well to keep your Colorado sports coverage going as it is an exciting time for Colorado sports. We'll be breaking down the Colorado Rockies right here on the Locked on Rockies podcast. And until next time, this is Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked on Rockies podcast.